0: to atlanta on air guys um excited to get this final show in before the draft um we got mark in here we got cam in here and we got kenny this is mark's first one we're kind of excited to get him in here um what's going on everybody how are you guys feeling
1: doing good, good man, good,
0: man. excited excited
1: to be here for my first podcast so it's yeah. gonna be a lot of fun
0: yeah, I, I know everybody's eager, anxious. Like I don't even know every every word to uh, to describe it. But what's going on, Cam? How are you feeling?
2: I'm good, bro. I'm ready to, to kick this off. I'm ready for the draft to be over. Um, it's too much <laughs> too much tri- Twitter war, man. So. Uh... Um... Yeah, y'all yeah. missed it in
1: the group chat. Cam and I were going at it earlier yeah. today, and that's about the third or fourth time in the past 24 hours I think we've had an argument. So the
2: thread, man, the thread, the Twitter thread, the timeline.
1: If,
2: if people could
0: just see our Twitter arguments and then be like, "Wow, these guys are friends after." But uh, what's going on, Kenny? How are you feeling, bud?
3: I can't wait for this week to be over. <laughs> I yeah. haven't been looking forward to a draft. And like this, in, in a long time, yeah. Number four pick Thursday night. Let's get to it.
0: Oh, it's gonna be exciting! It's gonna be exciting. Lots of uh, lots of scenarios, and that's what's kind of uh, that's kind of what brought us all in here. So uh, we decided to try to do a, as big a show as we could. Um, we're gonna do a round by round little synopsis on um, picks who we could pick at four, or sorry, at our first pick, and then a potential trade back. Um, we're gonna do one two and three rounds one, two, and three. We're going to do trade backs and scenarios there. Um, Just give you guys a couple prospects that, um, that we think fit that we could target positions that we could target. And, uh, and yeah, but uh, the first, (laughs) the first pick is not going to be too exciting, but I think the trade back options across uh, all four of us are, are going to be a little bit different. So, I'm excited to get everybody's viewpoint on this, and uh, Mark, why don't you kick us off with the first round, and uh, why don't you give us a little tidbit on who we could pick if we stay still, and uh, a couple names that, you know, if we trade back, that you could see us crafting and uh, could fit the squad.
1: Yeah, absolutely, so I won't spend a ton of time on our options at pick four, because I feel like <laughs> that that horse is now glue, right? it's like if- <laughs> I think we have need that into the, into the ground as much as we can. It, to, to me, it's still Justin Fields, Trey Lance or Kyle Pitts. I, I personally don't think we're considering O-line there. Um, mm-hmm. I guess that could be the shocking pick if we decided to go that route, but I do think it's between those two quarterbacks and the tight end. I do think we're going to take Kyle Pitts personally, um, yep. but you know, I, 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 I will be pleasantly surprised if we go quarterback. But uh, so with that being said, if we're, if we're looking at trade back options, I mean, it really kind of depends on where we would be trading back to. And I think that's part mm-hmm. of the tricky part with this exercise is yep. trying to find a team that makes sense for us to trade back with. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think we wouldn't want to drop out of the top 10, like just looking yep. at it from talent matching up with our needs. But I think probably our best bet to trade back is like a team like the Patriots, more around like pick 15, right? And if you're dropping that far back, that's taking you out of, the top tier guys like Jamar Chase, Rayshon Slater, Penay Sewell. You start getting more into the range of like maybe like a Tevin Jenkins, uh, mm-hmm. like a, those kind of tier offensive tackles, or maybe even someone like a Jeremiah Moa who could come in play linebacker, maybe play some um, some slot for you as kind of that uh, versatile safety that would fit really well in a DNP system. But, you know, it, get, it gets tricky, I think, mostly because it's hard to kind of peg where we'd be trading back to. But those are a couple names that I would throw out there as guys that I think would make sense for us. Um, there's also some cornerbacks, uh, some edge defenders in that, in that range as well. Um, so there's a lot of different interesting options that you could go with uh, if, if they decide to trade back.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I actually like that. I, when I was looking at it, I didn't really look at joke too much. So so uh, Usu Koromora, we also refer to as joke if anybody when if we're going through that on here uh joke joke is just uh him and I think a lot of people know that but uh Kim what, what do you think uh are you gonna beat the dead horse with the fourth pick or, <laughs> yeah, so, or are you got a surprise or what's going on uh, so,
2: so the horse is gonna get beaten here um <laughs> I'm gonna go boring um and I'm kind of in the same boat as Mark um as far as the top three guys at the position I think everyone can can kind of agree that Justin Fields Trey Lance and Kyle Pitts are um, kind of that last group of guys that are that are of possibilities at, at pick four. Um, you know, at the end, I have them going Trey Lance. I think that uh, I think that they're going to stick to their guns. It's been reported that Terry Fano likes Lance a lot. Um, and, I, and it, you know, I'm not going to go too far into it because we've spoken on it before. Um, but I just think it's a good position to grab that quarterback. Um, and, and as far as trade back, um, I'm with Mark here as well. I don't think we're going to jump out of the top ten. Um, you know, Denver at pick nine is kind of thrown up in the air. Um, so that's a possibility. Um, but for the sake of being consistent, I think if we're in the range of pick 15 uh, in that sort of area, uh, I think that the team would probably consider a cornerback. Um, they were reportedly interested in Kyle Fuller this offseason. season. Um, and then Benjamin Albright spoke about how, if the team were to trade back uh, he's heard that they, they would go after a corner. Um, so I'm looking at, uh, you know, Jay Z Horn. I think Sertan's probably going to be out by then, um, and, and I'm not. I'm not sure how high the league is on Greg Newsom, um, but he's my CB one, so I'd be stoked if we got him there. Um, you know, we also might be able to be look, to be looking at the Tevin Jenkins uh, type guys, um, though I think that's less possible uh, than a corner, um, and then Joke as well. I think is a really good fit for us, but. Um, you know, for the sake of just putting a name out there, I'd probably go J.C. Horn if we were to trade back. Um, I think the team wants to solidify their outside cornerback spot. Um, and I know Isaiah Oliver played some in the slot last season, and, and he was actually pretty good. Uh, but the team has very little depth behind A.J. Terrell at the outside corner position. Um, so it wouldn't hurt them to add a guy like J.C. Horn, um, who this group, uh, the Atlanta On Air podcast, is seemingly pretty high on. Uh, so that'd be a good that would be a good idea for them if they traded back i uh, don't believe they will trade back um but if they were uh if they were to trade back i think uh j c horn would be high on the list of priorities there yeah i te- i tend to agree
0: uh I, I i know i know mark's probably biting his tongue i i know he's not a little i don't think he's too high on horn but um, hey
1: he's my c b one i just shared oh, that is he? hey yeah Oh shoot! Oh, that's my bad. Maybe he's that, maybe he's technically. I, so I I technically have identical grades on him and Patrick Sertain, but I do gotcha. give the edge to Horn because I do think there's a little bit more upside there with with how he plays the game. Uh, but oh, I do yeah. think he's more risky at the same time. But no, I like I like Horn. I just and I'd be okay with him in a trade back. I just for a while there we were talking like we should trade back to like you know somewhere in the top ten and still take him. And I don't know if that would be the best move, but like. I also wouldn't complain about getting CB one if we were to trade back. So,
0: gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So that was that was my mistake. <laughs> I know we we do all like Horn, and uh, I've been pretty vocal that uh, if we do trade back, he's kind of he's kind of my fit. But uh, Kenny, what do you got for us? You got anything different or same or what? Are we taking uh, who are we taking it for?
2: <laughs> beat the horse. Well,
3: <laughs> to continue beating the horse. No, I won't. I won't beat the horse for too long here, but um. Yeah, number four, it's probably going to be a quarterback. Pitts, I think Sewell's a dark horse in that in that uh, spot right there. But, um, yeah, I think that's what we're looking at four days out. One of those guys. I've come to terms with us taking either of them. So uh, let's, uh, let's not screw this up too bad. But targets at a trade back spot, you know, like you guys said, it kind of depends on how far you move back. So the two – spots to stick out for me the two draft slots we could possibly move back to are 9 with the Broncos and 15 with the Patriots like you guys said they both seem like two teams that have the ammunition and the need to move up for a quarterback the patriots it would take quite a haul for me to come to terms with moving back from 4 to 15 i think we're we're all in agreement here that if you're making that big of a move back you better get the right compensation
0: for mm-hmm. it yeah absolutely you, like this is
3: Terry's got a trump card in his hand with the number four pick, do not misplay that, Terry. It's going to be a rough start to your tenure here if you do. Yeah, I agree. But so if we find a dance partner at nine with Denver, I think some players that we'll be looking at would be the corners, like you guys said, Sertan, Horn. I think that Slater at nine would be pretty ideal. I think that would be a real good pick for us, Slater at nine. I think Parsons is too talented to not be on our radar. But um, And then if you move back to 15, a, na- a name that stands out to me if we were to move back to 15 would be Aziz Ajulari. I think that um, so 15 a- is kind of the sweet spot where you, you'll probably have your choice of edges in the draft, assuming that Minnesota before doesn't take one. They've got a pretty big need of edge, and they pick a 14. But at 15, we should have our selection of edges there. So like, if you, if we like Aziz, Quiddy Page, J- Jalen Phillips, if you can look past the red flags as far as medicals and stuff go, I think that um, Edge is a lot more likely to be in play if we move kind of to the mid-first area. I think that's the range where those guys should start to go. But overall, we've got so many needs on this team that um, we're going to have options regardless of where we move to. just got to make sure they're the right ones.
0: Yeah, and I I agree with that. Um, And like I said, I kind of set the the, the exercise to be around 15. Um, Me, personally, I, I wouldn't move back that far. I think top 10. Uh, I think nine is as far as I would go. Um, And and Slater would be the the option there. But just for the exercise purpose,
2: uh,
0: JC Horn would probably be like option A for me at 15 if we're trading back. Um, A guy that could be there, uh, depending on what the Chargers do, is uh, Vera Tucker as well. He's kind of, he's a little bit versatile. Um, And I, I think he could fill a need but then again, like this is me going through my head. Then we're kind of, I, I feel like maybe that's a little bit of a reach for a need, um, depending. Because I also like Tevin Jenkins, like uh, Mark and Cam uh, alluded to there, because uh, he's he's just a beast. I, I would take him at thirteen if I was the Chargers. Um, but yeah, I think you guys covered it really, really well. Um, J.C. Horn would be my first. Vera Tucker would be up there. Uh, I actually. I wouldn't mind Aziz Quiddy Pay around there. I know, I know Mark does. I I know Mark doesn't like Quiddy Pay. So <laughs> that is correct. That. You got you got that one
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna
0: say so, uh, but I, I, I do. Uh, just um, he, he kind of he brings a little bit more stability than uh, than somebody than than what we have right now, and I think I think that's where me and Mark really disagreed with um, Quiddy Pays just as an assessment. Just uh, I think Mark doesn't like his ceiling. Um, and I like his floor. So it's just kind of a, it's one of those arguments that we got into and, uh, like, I don't know, we agreed to disagree there. So it is what it is, but, um, yeah. So could pay Aziz, ease? I, I like any of those names, but to me, moving back to 15, uh, it's just a lot for me. I would have to get, like I said, I said it a couple of times on Twitter about, I would need about three first round picks and like two seconds at least. Cause that's coming. That's a, that's a premium pick. And, and we know new England's going up for a QB. So, uh, premium pick, premium position. You, you're going to pay me a lot of money uh, to get up there. But so, um, I think Terry's right to set his uh, his price for the pick really, really high. Um, and I ultimately don't think we do if we stay put. Um, just the usual names: Pitts, Lance, Fields. Uh, for argument's sake, I've been on board saying that I, I think it's Pitts. Um, I'm not sure who they like uh, in the QB situation. I've been trying to decipher it, but I just like it's just one day it's this guy, one day it's that guy. Uh, you, you look at it from all sides of the fence, and um, I think at the end of the day, uh, Pitts is a really good get for the year one in the in the regime. Uh, he's he's not a no prospects that can't miss, but I'm I'm sure he's he's kind of closest to it. Um, but yeah, so that was first round. Uh, what do you guys think about the second round? Uh, you got, we're high in that. Um, I, I realize this could be a trade up scenario as well, but just for the intense purposes of this, we're just going to do trade backs. Um, so give me, uh, give me a couple names at two, uh, uh, round two that you like and potential trade backs to like the mid second round. Uh, start with Mark. What, what do you got, Mark?
1: Yeah. So I, I would approach the second round, whether we stay at that pick or trade back. And I do think it's a great uh, opportunity for us to trade back with us being at the top of the second round and a. I personally think a lot of the guys that would make the most sense for us in that stage of the draft, you could probably get in the mid to later parts of the second. So maybe you move back with the team that's coming up for, you know, like a wide receiver or something like that. Not, not that we couldn't use a, a wide receiver that fell to that position, but we just have bigger fish to fry, in my opinion. So. I I would take the opinion of that pick should be used really similarly to how we would use the first round pick if we traded back in the first on an offensive line or a secondary, a defensive secondary player. So a couple people that I really like, if we're looking at the defensive secondary, personally, I would love to get Elijah Molden. He's the corner from Washington. He's a little bit smaller. He's not like one of these 6162 outside corners. He's more of a slot guy. He can play on the outside, but I think at the NFL level. He's going to be more of a slot nickel guy, but he's super tough, super smart player. He's a great tackler. So if you play him in the slot, he's going to be able to help against the run. And in my opinion, in a Dean P's defensive scheme, that's really important to have. And I think he's versatile enough that you could actually play him at safety as well. And that versatility for the Falcons with how many holes they have in their defense, I think is really important because we have a lot of holes we need to fill. So if you're a guy that can be swapped in and out at different spots as needed. I think that adds a lot of value. So I think he's someone I personally would be comfortable taking at the top of the second round, but I think that's above where like consensus has him. So I think if you're looking at trading back in the second, he's probably still going to be there later. And I think you're going to get a player that you would have loved to get earlier in the second, a little bit later on while adding value. So I think he'd be a great option there. Um, And then as well, like looking at offensive line, like I mentioned earlier, I think the center prospects, I think most of them, if not all of them, will be uh, available at the top of the second, but you're probably still going to have most of them available later in the second round as well. It's a little bit more rare for center prospects to go really early in the second or even in the late first. It's just historically the NFL doesn't value that position as much as personally. I think they should value it more, but that's just kind of the reality of it. So Quinn Miners, uh, the senior bowl hero, He's someone that really stands out to me. He's from a smaller school, Wisconsin Whitewater. Uh, he's got guard and center flexibility, 6'2", 320. So he's got that size. He's also an elite athlete. And he's just tough as nails. And looking at Arthur Smith and the offensive line that he had in, in Tennessee, those guys just beat the crap out of people. And that's exactly what Quinn could do for this team. And I do like Matt Hennessey. I've I've been a big fan and a defender of him. But I think Quinn is a better talent. He fits the scheme better. He brings that toughness, that edge, that size to that offensive line at the center position that I think would be ideal for us. And that's regardless of if we go quarterback in round one or we don't. Because in either case, I think we need to work on building that line, trying to protect Matt Ryan or 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 build for the future when we insert that uh, rookie quarterback that we dropped in round one. So I think he'd be a perfect fit there. And I think he'd be an instant fan favorite. He's one of my favorite fits for the Falcons uh, on day two.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. I think uh, people really miss that. I think regardless of what we do uh, round one, like in the QB situation, um, I think r- the round two is going to be a guy that probably plays a lot early. And I think Arthur Smith alluded to that a bit when he was on busting with the boys that like these rookies are going to play. So um, I think they're really going to look for really solid value. And the guys you named there, um, re- really solid guys, but
3: um, Kenny, what do you uh, what do you got for us? So thirty five, I think that'd be a great spot to trade down because a lot of these guys that are going to go in the late first and the second round, as far as in my opinion, they're all relatively close in grade to each other. So there's going to be a ton of value on day two of the draft this year, and I think we could make the most of that value by picking up an extra selection, make you know maybe get more players onto this roster. But some players I'm specifically targeting in the second round, two of them are corners. I think Asante Samuel Jr. would be a stellar addition to this team. You talk about Mm -hmm. needing versatility between players. I think he'll do very well playing nickel. And I think he can play on the outside as well. I mean, don't. Let's not put him up against a DK Metcalf or nothing like that. Get crazy. He (laughs) does have size limitations, and those limitations are real. But he he plays big for a a dude that weighs about 185 pounds. I like Asante Samuel Jr. I like Eric Stokes in that range too. He's a stellar athlete, guy from Georgia. I think that adding some players at safety as well in the second round You got your Richie Grant will probably be there. Javon Holland might be there. Um, Mm -hmm. Javon Morig, he he might even be there as well if one of these teams fancies Richie Grant over him or something along those lines. Yeah, I definitely think that our secondary is where we get the most value in the second round. Mark made a good point about some of the interior offensive linemen that will be there as well, considering the strength of this offensive line class. So there's value in beefing up the trenches there as well. I don't think there is going to be any edge rushers in the second round that I'm super comfortable with taking, aside from maybe our guy, Peyton Turner. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at defense in the second round for the most part.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of I echo that uh, with Asante Samuel. I mean, question, I, I don't know, man. It's a week out, or we're like four days out now, actually. Um, and you're kind of starting to feel, uh, you start hearing, all who the league's high on. And I've heard uh, first-round buzz from Asante Samuel. I would suck for me because uh, he was a guy that I liked in the second round as well. Um, but just b- before I get to my thoughts, Cam, uh, you got, what do you got for us, buddy?
2: Yeah, so uh, 35 is essentially like a late first-round pick. Um, obviously, it's not technically, but I think a lot of the guys that should have gone in the first round are going to be available at that pick. Um, and so... Obviously, with a guy uh, like Asante Samuel, who could be on the board, um, like you said, that he's had some first-round buzz. I'm gonna pick him up here. Um, I think he's a really good target for us. Um, Dean Pease, uh, you know, he coached his father. Um, you know, obviously former Falcon. Um, he was a he was a Patriot from 2003 to 2007, um, and, and Dean Pease had some experience in New England. He was the defensive coordinator uh, from 2006 to 2009. So, there's some experience there um, with, with Pease and his father. And I, and I think they play sort of similarly, um, Asante and his son. Um, I think the Falcons have a need an outside corner, like I said. Um, and so, you know, he kind of fits us really well, as, uh, you know, as well as being uh, connected to our, our defensive coaches. Um, so, if he's there, I'm going to go um, Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, on a trade back you know, I haven't really thought about this possibility yet, um, as far as, as exact prospects, but, uh, I'm probably going to look at, at an interior offensive lineman. Um, I'll add, I'll, I'll say, you know, Miners is also a good fit, like, like Mark alluded to. Um, but as far as specific guys, um, I haven't done enough research on the trade back candidates, uh, like the mid, the mid second round guys. So I don't really want to put out a name there, but I could see the team targeting um, a safety, um, if not a a corner. Maybe Richie Grant if he's there, but I I, I think he's a uh, early second, if not late first as well. Um, there's a lot of safety prospects that are they're going to find themselves in the second. Um, but I think the second round is a really good opportunity to bolster that secondary. Um, but then you know if they trade back onto uh, the mid seconds. Um, maybe like an offensive lineman, like I said, a uh, center prospect, you know, maybe they're high on like Josh Myers. They went to the OSU pro day. He didn't work out, but he tested. Um, so it, it'll be interesting. Um, I think that the priority has to be getting a guy in the secondary. Cause I think a lot of these uh, really good secondary players are like fringe uh, second round players that probably should have gone late one. Um, and so with the Falcons having a high, Second round pick. I think they're going to have an opportunity. A lot of these good guys. Um, Molden's there. Uh, Samuel's there. Uh, there's been a lot of hype on Kelvin Joseph, um, and then the two Georgia guys. Uh, all candidates to be at that pick. Um, but for the sake of throwing out a name, um, you know, throwing a dart at a board, I'm going to go with Asante Samuel.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I, I love it. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I think Asante. Was a good fit. I, I see him more as a of a boundary corner. Um, I think he I think he can play slide. Just think um, the way he's he's aggressive towards the ball and his is uh, his ability to break on on balls. Um, I think you want him out on the boundary there. Um, I it's funny it's funny it's so funny because you go through edges and whatnot. And uh, Kenny says he wouldn't take one there. But uh like if Jason Oa fell to the second. I'd have a hard time not picking him uh, just for the versatility that he screams as a three, four outside linebacker and a four, uh, three end. Um, I think, I think Pease would love to get his guy, uh, like a guy like him that can just, just kind of be a chess piece and kind of line up everywhere. Like Judon um, a little bit for Baltimore last year. I know Pease didn't coach there last year, but Judon kind of, he kind of, he, he, he blitz from everywhere and that, Baltimore kind of runs variations of that same scheme that uh, when Pease was there. So I feel like, Oa would be a good little fit uh, there. Um, I've, I've been preaching Morrig. Uh, he's around like a 25 to 40 guy. Um, I think, I think he would be I, like, I don't love Morig. I, I think me and Mark talked about this. We, I, like, I don't love him, but I could see why um, Atlanta would take him there. Uh, Creed Humphrey as well. Uh, really good center. Guard prospect uh, fits the outside zone. He can get um, get around the be- uh, get around the corner and be able to reach block really solid. And just like the corners, like you guys said, Eric Stokes um, and you know, also Asante Sam. I actually do like Molden as well for his versatility. But if we trade it back, um, it's so funny because me <laughs> me and Mark again got into it about Wyatt Davis. Um, I think <laughs> I think about forty five is about this spot um i'd be comfortable taking him i don't know if he's worthy of that like you know top five second round pick because that's essentially almost a first round pick i I like him um
1: can i I, yeah can i say one thing on that so i actually you kind of mentioned this with as well um but i think it applies with wyatt davis's uh, situation with how we see him as well. So I I like both those players I just think that they have a little bit lower of a ceiling, but they're very like safe players, right? That's, so yeah
0: and, yeah, and I can and I when me and when me and you stop I had to go to bat for my OSU uh, That's why I don't you know not something Nobody's talking ill of, uh, of my guy. No, I'm just joking but um, and I and I seen your point of view of if you don't see him as a high-ceiling guy then um, that, I think that's a huge disconnect with me and you. It's like you don't like the – you you'd rather a high-ceiling guy where I would like a high-floor guy, right? Yeah. Um And Morrig kind of fits – I don't know what – like, I don't know. I don't know what Morrig's ceiling is. Uh, like, I don't think he, he'll ever be a top-five safety, but could he be, like, a top-12 safety? Yeah, like, I, I could maybe see that. Um, Why Davis is kind of that same thing. He's so sturdy. Um, he, he's not – he won't get killed in the run game, uh, and, he, and he's, he's better going forward than he is backwards. Uh, he's, he's just on the ground a lot, uh, and that kind of worries me um, a little bit. But I like him in a, in a trade back. Uh, it's funny because Javante Williams is my running back one. I'll go to bat with anybody with him. But I've heard the league is a little bit low on him um just because he doesn't have that elite burst or sorry not burst long speed uh he does have that initial burst uh and and is really good power runner he can uh his contact balance uh, is got to be up with best in the in the whole draft but um if if we traded back and got javante williams um i'd i'd probably streak right down the street uh with that (laughs) one because uh javante is just so fun uh his burst like I've, I've been on record a couple of times saying he reminds me of Nick Chubb. So, uh, I, I would love to have that kind of, that style back. I think, I think Arthur Smith would as well. This he's not, he's obviously not, nobody's Derrick Henry, but he's stylistically, they, they run the same. Um, and then Javon Holland. Um, I kind of, I, I kind of hot and cold on him right now. I'm hot on him. So, uh, I will throw his name in there. Uh, I think he can do a single high. He's really good in cover 2 Uh, we're going to run a little bit of quarters as well. So, um, I think, I think he really fits that mold. Um, I, it's funny because you go over tape the first time you see things, you're looking for specific things, and I always said that I didn't think his tackling was that good. But um, going back through again, I didn't realize how aggressive he was, and he, he's really sticking his nose in there, and um, that's something I really value for my safety. So uh, Javon Holland got a good uh, little grade for me, so I w- I wouldn't mind him there um he's also yeah. he's
1: also a really smart player and that's yeah that's something i think is going to be an emphasis for this new uh, coaching staff and for an office yeah. is to find really smart players and he fits that to a tee.
0: yeah that's exactly it and uh he's just safe like uh like exactly like Morgan. um trading back and, and you know getting a little bit more capital for something in the third or fourth would be uh would be really ideal too but uh, offensive line, corner, like uh, some kind of DB. I think I think you can't go wrong there, and I think it's going to be, if if not an instant starter, he's going to play significant snaps year one for us uh, in the second round. But uh, so yeah. So, so
2: Adam, I, I got a question for for you and Mark the uh, the pro TE at four guys. Are you are you going to be considering a quarterback here? Uh, I know there's a couple guys that are rising as of late. Um, would you would you think about a quarterback in um, round 2? Yeah.
1: Um
0: I, You know I you know
1: my answer. We we fought about this too already. I would I would definitely I consider Kyle Trask at this point.
0: Yeah. Um I I just haven't done enough work on the. Uh, I went, and, you know, me and Mark got into it last night. So I was like, you know what? Screw this guy. I got to do some tape search. So <laughs> no, but uh, no, but um, I I haven't fallen in love with a guy, uh, a late prospect yet. Um, coming into the year, I like Jamie Newman. Uh, Jamie Newman definitely is not going to be a second round pick. He's more of like a fifth, sixth round guy. Um, but his senior bowl kind of scared me, kind of airmailed a few passes, uh, on the intermediate throws and, and Arthur Smith's, uh, whole offense is predicated off those intermediate things. So I, I, really, I can't see, uh, an accurate guy like that, um, uh, being a fit there, but yeah, uh, I like the idea, uh, Davis Mills, um, uh, I same thing, man. Like I I'm just, I'm just not, I, I can't give you an honest answer because I haven't done enough or maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that. Probably not this week, <laughs> but <laughs> if we, if we end up drafting a guy in the second and uh, mm. uh, I'll be sure to, uh, to, to chart his throws and check him out. Um, but as of right now, I I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I know Mark, Mark likes traps there uh I disagree but you know
1: <laughs> Kenny Kenny <laughs> help me out here you're a Trask guy right <laughs> I am not a Trask guy Mark. sorry to disappoint Anyways. I'm the only Trask fan in this whole this whole group of us and I you know it's funny cuz I was not high on him but then I went back thinking that maybe we wouldn't go quarterback in round 1 and that Kyle Pitts would be the guy I said okay I got to go back and really think about these other guys that we could potentially target in the later rounds because we only have one quarterback on the roster. Yeah. So we have yeah, and to I add agree a
3: that we, we, have have we will draft a quarterback yeah. in this draft, no doubt about it, just as a matter of when.
1: Yeah, yep. exactly. So that's where I started going back and rewatching these guys. And I know some people are like big Kellen Mond fans. He's not the guy for me. I think he's horrible, to be honest. I think he's got tools, but man, his tape is really rough. Jamie Newman. He's like, not
0: your QB two. He's not your QB two.
1: No, <laughs> like <Chris> no, he's <laughs> he's, not, he's not my Mark, QB two. did you
2: watch Trask in the in the bowl game?
1: I, you know, I did, but that, you know, it's so funny because uh, yeah, but like, here's my thing. Like, he didn't one, have Pitts. One, he didn't one, have Tony. Yeah, he didn't have his weapons. It's one game. It was in the championship game against a good opponent um and like he had a great yeah. season prior to that i mean like if we're if we're gonna do the one game thing then let's talk about the bad games justin fields had or, or, oh, or trey lance had, had right <laughs> well, like no you have way. to be fair right so no you do but i get what you're
0: saying but uh for time's sake here let's uh oh man this qb talk could, you, uh, whatever you, could just, you just don't want into... me to
1: talk about Kyle trask anymore that's what's going <laughs> on here <laughs> let me Well, let me just say one uh, last thing, and then we can move on. Okay, I promise. Yep, so, yep. like you mentioned, Adam, so Arthur Smith's offense is really heavily predicated on the, the short-to-intermediate throws uh, up in the field, right? So that's, that's what Kyle Trask does really well. Yes, he struggles with the deep ball. Yes, he struggles outside the numbers sometimes, but he was really good in those areas of the field where – arthur smith needs him to be good at so i do think he's a viable option i i kind of jokingly say we could take him in the second i would prefer to take him in the third or fourth if we're going to do that i just don't know if he's going to last that long so he's someone where i could see if we do a trade back in the second round and pick up like an extra third that extra third could end up being kyle trask and i think i would be okay with it i wouldn't love it like i would much rather take a guy four but i could live with that Gotcha.
0: At least there's All a method right. to your
3: madness, Mark. Yeah, that's yeah. what I
0: mean. That's what I love about Mark. At least, man, he does the work, and I know he's got um, convection behind his, his thoughts, and uh, they're not just pulled out of his butt. Um, sometimes. But yeah, sometimes. so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, so, round three. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to kick this off if you guys don't mind. Uh, round three. Oh, no, go ahead. Um, so, um, round three is really interesting round. Um, Lots of, like, that's what I mean. The interior line, I think, if you don't get it in the second, third is, like, a wicked spot as well. Um, I think Josh Myers is going to be there. Um I, I like Aaron Banks. I, I don't know, man. He Sometimes I do think he fits. Other times I don't. Sometimes he struggles with reaches. Uh, other times he doesn't. But Kendrick Green, uh, we all love. Absolutely super aggressive. Yes, sir. Uh, like I've said before, um, the Northwestern game I watched, uh, every other offensive lineman was super clean and Kendra Green was like the dirtiest player on the field. And that is my kind of center. So um, he is a guy that I would absolutely uh, love to see here. Uh, he, he just plays with so much aggressiveness. Um, it can hurt him at times, but I'd rather try to power down the aggressiveness from a guy than ask a guy to be uh, more aggressive. Right. Um, so he's a guy. Um, I'm going to plug my guy for, like, the umpteenth time, uh, Boogie Basham. Um, I know Mark doesn't like him, but uh, I like my big D-lineman. Terry said he likes his big uh, D-lineman as well. Um, I absolutely love him. I question some of the run fit stuff. I don't know if it was him or if it was Wake Forest. I guess if we drafted him and he's terrible in the run, Well, then we know that it was Boogie and not the run fits, right? (laughs) Uh, But Boogie, Boogie's got, uh, he's got, he he rushes with a plan, and I think that's my biggest, um, that's my biggest thing with Boogie. Um, I think he's got big upside still, and you can't teach, uh, what is he, 6'3", 280. I think you you can't teach the size that he plays with. So uh, he's a guy that I really, really like. Um, If we trade back, um, in that round. Jenorius Robinson from FSU, he was another guy, uh, that I liked. Uh, his he, he struggles in, in against the run, but he's big, he's strong. Uh, he's I, I feel like you can coach it with him. Um, because hes it's not that he's not willing. I just maybe he doesn't understand it. Uh, he's really aggressive against the pass. He, 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 he has a couple long arms, uh, swim inside and outside. Uh, he does he does a few things, and he's one of those guys that you can line up inside and outside. So um, he's a guy I'm, I'm going to throw a random. Amaron um, St. Brown, he was a receiver I liked, very aggressive at the catch point, um, big, physical, uh, he kind of fits the Arthur S- uh, Smith mold of receiver. Um, and unfortunately we do at some point have to look at life after Julio Jones. And in the event that we didn't get Kyle Pitts in the first round, we went QB. I think Amaran, uh, Amaran Ra would be a, a decent little pick. Right, I'm going to plug a, another running back to uh, Javante Williams counterpart, uh, Michael Carter, uh, good little player. He lacks the elite burst, but, uh, you know, he he's a guy that can help you kind of in the receiving game as well. Um he, he's okay against uh, picking up blitzes and whatnot. Um, but I I think he, he works well as a zone runner. Uh you can get outside the numbers and create a little bit of havoc there. Um and Nazaraldine, a, a guy I know uh, we were all pretty high on, I think about a month ago. I think just you know, studying other guys, he kind of got pushed down the board. But he is He's a he's a deep piece fit. Uh, you know he can line up in the box. He can line up in the deep third, kind of carry man a little bit, and um, yeah, he he would be a smart uh, a little guy in. And, and like I said, I love those FSU guys, so uh, he'd be a guy to look at. And Sean uh, Wade, right? So um, I know a lot of you guys don't like him, um, but I think as a nickel um, DB, I think he could could provide uh, some good depth. I. Like I would have so many reservations on the on the boundary. He had lack of reps there, but um, if you put him in the slot, in his ability to uh, you know to blitz and to uh, kind of just play on the intermediate stuff, I think I think that'd be really good for him. But uh, yeah, so I, I I don't know, like. Tommy Tremble could be there, too. Uh, I'm not sure. Mm
3: -hmm. Kind of high-low
0: on him. One day I watch him, one day I don't. And uh, I'm like, uh, I'm not really sure about this guy. (laughs) But uh, I do. He's so aggressive, and I like that. So um, we do need that blocking tight end. Like I've said... I think Lee Smith, uh, his car broke down in Atlanta on his way to his retirement home in Florida, so um,
1: I don't, I don't think disrespect. he'll
0: be <laughs> right. I don't I don't think he'll be here too long. So uh, we're gonna need our blocker at some point. So uh, Tommy would be uh, a, a nice little pick. Um, but yeah, those are those are my pick. Uh, what do you think, Mark?
1: Yeah, I think if we draft Sean Wade at any point in this draft, I'm just gonna karate chop myself in the neck and just be over with it because I I really dislike Sean Wade, but I know I know he's your guy. You know, like that's your that's your series. You gotta, you gotta go. You gotta go cap for him, but
0: um, I got to no. cap for him.
1: Oh, geez. <laughs> just lying to the people. <laughs> But no, um, no, I, this pick, honestly, I think the third round pick is the pick I'm most excited for in some ways, because I think they're, this is kind of like the ultimate wild card pick. Like, I, I feel like I have a pretty good handle of what's going to happen in round one or two. It's there's obviously like a lot of different directions they can go, but round three with how this draft, I think is going to play out. There's just like so many options that they could go with. I mean, literally any position on offense, any position on defense, like to me, Every every option is on the table at this spot. So I think, yep. you know, you, you brought up a lot of names. And I, I think that's appropriate because it really could be anybody. So, uh, yeah. Um, and I agree with a lot of the names that you brought up. Uh, I, to me, this is a good range for some of these players that maybe have fallen down the board a bit because they, they've been hurt recently. So a guy like Andre Sisco, the safety. I'm not quite that high on him. I have some concerns about his tackling, his decision-making. I don't know if he's as good of an athlete as he reportedly is. He didn't test, um, if I'm remembering correctly, because he did tear an ACL from what I remember. So he's been out for most of the pre-draft process. But he's a guy that when I watched him a year ago, he reminded me a lot of Kevin Byard, the safety for the Titans, ironically enough. Yeah, um,
0: so, I got those vibes too from him, man. I don't know why. I was yeah. just like, this is weird. I'm like, he kind of reminds me of him, yeah.
1: Yeah, they're, yep. they're, sim- they're similar sized. He's got great ball production, tons of interceptions for a safety. I think some of the some of the best ball production of any secondary player in this draft, just like Byard is an interception master. And with us needing a guy like that on the back end, I can definitely see Dean Pease looking at him and thinking the same thing. Like, hey, this guy has that potential. And so yeah. I – you know, I think he I think maybe if he was healthy, maybe he wouldn't have fallen this far normally. Um, but I think with that injury concern, I think there's a chance that he's there. Um, so he would be a lot of fun at this spot. And another guy kind of in that same mold that I think is probably going to fall further than he should and fall into the third is uh, Deyo Oriyengbo from Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. The defensive man. He's I forgot about
0: that guy. Go ahead. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, he's Killed a monster. name, by the way. Yeah, you no, did. Yeah, I, the the trick is to say it quickly, and <laughs> and then people won't know any better, right? But uh, the guy's huge. He's six five, two eighty five. Reportedly, a great athlete. On tape, he flashes some pass rush ability, but he's really stout against the run. You could use him as a gap controlling defensive end with pass rush upside. Um, he's pretty young. He's only 21 and a half years old right now. Um, so you, you compare that to like a Carlos Basham, who's 23 and a half years old. Uh, he, you have a couple of years worth of development before he hits that same stage that a Basham's at. Um, the only problem is, is he had a major injury during the pre-draft process. You don't have athletic testing on him, but he measured great. He's got super long arms, super strong, seems to be a great kid. So I think he, I think normally he probably would have been a late riser. I think he he would have worked himself up into you know kind of that second round, maybe even late first kind of a range just based on the tools that he has and the tape that he has and just his young age. But I think that injury is gonna really push him down. And so to me, he would be a great pickup. You know, the Falcons are always in need of, of more pass rush, more more def- defensive ends. And I think getting a guy like him who would fit our scheme, I think he'd fit in really well. Um, in that defensive end role, I think he would be a home run pick, assuming that the medicals are good enough that you feel comfortable taking that, that chance. But, you know, you look at, you look at someone like Jeffrey Simmons, not long ago, who fell down the board quite a bit, uh, with a, with an injury during the pre-draft process, he was a better talent, obviously, but the value that the Titans got with that pick was tremendous. I mean, Simmons is now one of the best young defensive tackles in the league. So I think this is a similar type of situation, not as great of a talent, but you can probably get good value on a guy like that. So, so that's kind of what I'm looking at is maybe you take a chance on one of these guys that have fallen a little further than they should have with the injuries. But really, you could go all sorts of different places at at this pick. Yeah, even if you wanted to trade back, I mean, I think there's going to be tons of value all throughout the third round.
0: Yeah, I definitely. Uh, uh, Odie Ingbo is uh, man. He's a uh, he's he's a stud, man. I'm glad you you really showed me. Him. But uh, Kim, what you got for us, buddy?
2: Uh, so. This is a spot where I think uh, the Falcons are probably going to surprise a lot of people. Uh, I have them going wide receiver here. Um, there's so much question at the position, uh, more so down the road. Uh, and by the down the road, I mean next season. Um, so the season after, you know, the the, the, the season following this draft. Um, so I have them going Simi Fajoko in my mock, uh, which is a little bit of a uh, a preview to what I'm gonna, you know, write about, uh, you know, in in a, in a short amount of time. But I think the Falcons are gonna go for a guy who's similar to the Corey Davis build, um, and not only the build, but just sort of the way he plays, like the intermediate ability. Uh, Fajoco has incredible hands. Uh, he's a pretty solid route runner, um, and he met with Dave Ragone um, and I believe T.J. Yates. Um, so. The the Falcons clearly have interest in, in him because um, I would say that uh, you know that that type of meeting of uh, for a prospect like like his is is important. Um and 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 I had a conversation with Simeon. and he said that his agent told him uh, he he was going to go in the route ra- and. Rounds two through five, and I know Mark has some questions as to how uh, <laughs> that, that type of behavior is. Hey, yo, let
1: me just, let me just tell you, every agent, if you're not a first-round pick, every one of these players' agents is going to tell them they're going to go somewhere between two and five.
2: <laughs> Hunters, because they don't belong in the second. Or if you ask, I think, or, or if you ask Adam or Hunter, running backs don't uh, belong there either. But, but running uh, backs. Anyway, belong there. That's, that's um, so, yeah, so I think that they'd go wide receiver somewhere like that. Um, and if they don't go wide receiver, um, I don't really see them going edge. Um, I kind of have them going edge a little bit deeper. Um, I think they're. I, I'm, I'm almost 60% confident that this pick is going to be a wide receiver. I think it's a really good spot for a wide receiver. Um, you know, I don't really have a trade back. I don't really – I didn't really calculate trade backs beyond, you know, the guys in the first round. Um, and so – I'm sure to go, you know, a wide receiver here for a, a possibility. And then if they don't go center in the second, they, they could get possibly go center in the third. I'm a big, my um, Cal Bennett fan. Uh, I think he fits exactly what uh, the, the, the Falcons want to do on that offensive line, assuming that they don't roll with Matt Hennessy down the road. Um, and so, uh, uh, if they don't go corner in the second, Sean Wade as well. Uh, he's got he's got connections to the Falcons staff, and I know Mark is uh, exceptionally happy with that pick.
1: Yeah, I just <laughs> I just I just gave another huge eye roll when you brought him up again. So
2: yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot of options in, in, in the third round. I think it's probably the sweet spot for us. Uh, you know, if they don't go corner in the second, and a lot of it depends on where they go in the first and second rounds. Um, oh, for sure. You know, the positions are kind of going to be you know mishmashed, and so they go corner in the second, they're probably not going to go corner in the third. If they don't go corner in the second, they could go corner in the third. So, you know, Sean Wade, uh, and uh Fahoko are just a couple names that they are out there.
1: But I'll, I'll throw out, too, about Fajoco, fellow fellow Utah brother. <laughs> so that's bonus points to him. And he's also a freak of nature. He's like 6'4", 222, and he tested like a maniac. So he would be a lot of fun in that range. So I'm with you.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. For sure. Yeah, I uh, haven't done too much work on him, but what I've seen uh, at the catch point is pretty damn aggressive. And uh, like I said, he, uh, uh, that's an Arthur Smith uh, kind of need for a scheme. But uh, Kenny,
3: what do you got? I'm curious to hear from you, bud. You guys covered most of the names that I'm pretty high on from Kendrick Green to Michael Carter, who'd be a home run pick. Some of the safeties, Andre Cisco. Yeah, day two of the draft is by far my favorite day. So many good players. Um, Some names I want to throw out there real quick. I think the third round is a sweet spot for us to add to our running back room. I think that Mm -hmm. third, fourth round, that area. Uh, We touched on Trey Sermon pretty heavily with the Gold Stars episode a few weeks ago. He's always going to be in play in the third round for me. Um, Michael Carter would be a home run selection there. A guy that we haven't spoken too much about, who I would be all over at this point of the draft, is Kenneth Gainwell running back out of Memphis.
0: Oh, my God. I
3: always, always forget about him, man. I always. Because <laughs> he didn't play last year. Too many people yeah. forgetting about him. But right, I think here, right. I, let's add some lightning to the thunder that Mike Davis is going to bring. Mike Davis could help ease him into things, too. Gainwell the electricity and speed and slashing ability he'd bring to our backfield would add a whole new element to our offense we haven't had something like that in a while Mm -hmm. so yeah I think Gainwell would be great Um, yeah I think we're gonna have a lot of good options there in the third round.
1: Well, and what's what's fun about Gainwell too, kind of like what I mentioned earlier, is he's versatile enough with his receiving ability that you could mm-hmm. play him at receiver if you really wanted to. So he could yeah. fill a couple different spots and add some versatility to that offense, which would be a ton yeah, of fun. Yeah, could
3: motion him out, line him up out wide. Um, real quick, one more guy I want to touch on while we're still in the third round is an edge rusher who I'd actually be comfortable here with, and that's if he's even still on the board. Would be Joseph Asai. If he were to slide for some reason, if teams don't like his tape, which there is quite a bit not to like, but he's a better
0: profile. God, he's they the watch that TCU game, and he might... Yeah. They watch that TCU game, he yeah. might go undrafted. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I about yeah.
1: <laughs> to say, he might have to send a bill to Tevin Jenkins after uh, what he did to him in their match.
3: Oh, my God. Maybe yeah, that's no. why we
0: don't like him. Oh, my God. That
3: was so bad. But uh, sorry to cut you off there. Can he go? <laughs> no, you're good. Tevin Jenkins definitely owes him some money, that's for sure. He needs <laughs> yeah. a nice little check out to the side. But this yeah. Be the range I feel comfortable taking an edge rusher like him, high yeah. traits guy, high athletic profile. Let's see what we can mold him into.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure, man. You you
3: guys nailed that. that. That was a really good round, and it's it's
0: it's funny because like we we like these guys, but I I really think that there, some of them are going to fall to the fourth, and like conveniently enough, we we have a high four, so you know maybe we could get a, like two of those, or uh, sorry, I guess three. It would be three of those guys with our second, third, and fourth, right? So um a name i i mean i cannot believe that i forgot to put him in there but it was ronnie perkins um i'm not going to elaborate too much on that but uh absolutely love perkins um if anybody's seen my breakdown on him he's my edge too so uh i know the league's not high on him so he he'd be a, a guy at the top for me uh for round three there uh but round four um i'll let mark kick this off what you got for us mark
1: yeah, so round four, I personally would love to get a big, beefy nose tackle in round four. Um, that or a safety, uh, more of a hybrid linebacker, strong safety type. But uh, if a Tyler Shelvin made it this far, I would absolutely love to get him. I mean, just a massive human being that can plug up the middle of our defense, especially with the scheme that we're going to be running uh, with Dean Pease. Uh, Tonga from BYU, another massive human being that could do that. Marvin Wilson, uh, mm-hmm. somebody that was really, really uh, high on people's boards before the season happened. He had some injury issues and uh, just some general problems at FSU. And he's fallen down the board a bit. So to get a guy like him with his size and upside, if you can get him right again, I would love that. But uh, some other guys, Divine Diablo, uh, safety, really smart player elite special teams player as well, which I think is important uh, to a new regime to kind of get those guys in the building that you can rely on to do that kind of dirty work. He would be great, more of a strong safety type, but he's a great athlete, has some versatility to play a linebacker as well. you could probably play him single high in a pinch if you needed to. Uh, Don't think that's really what you want to do with him, but he just is a super solid player would be a great kind of building block depth piece. And in that same vein, uh, our guy, Jacoby Stevens, if he makes it that far, yes sir friend of the pod yeah friend of the pod so shout out to jacoby it was awesome having him on the podcast he would also be a great pick at this stage so so yeah, that's kind of what i'm looking at is kind of the big beefy defensive tackles to be our nose or kind of that uh hybrid linebacker uh strong safety type so those are those are the guys i'd I'd say right here
0: yeah for sure i'm 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 all in on tonga uh and that night that we watched him on discord that was uh that was a fun – like how many times <laughs> you threw a 340-pound nose tackle making uh, a tackle on the sidelines? It's uh, it's not too often. That, that dude's yeah. a little bit special, I think.
1: Yeah, uh, if you but, haven't watched his tape, just go, like, look up his highlights. He does some, like, really freaky things and oh, man. a lot of fun. So. His get-off he's
0: is fun. underrated, too. Like, he's got good get-off, too. He's got, he's, he anticipates the snaps really well. Um, but, uh, but, Cam, what do you got for us? Fourth round.
2: Uh, fourth round, uh, also kind of in that sweet spot range. Um, you know, I think if the Falcons, like I said earlier, it's all dependent on the previous rounds. Um, and I'm going to be repeating a couple names. Um, so, you know, if they don't go center in the in the third, I think the fourth is a is a phenomenal spot for them to get a center here. Uh, again, I'm going to bring up uh, Menett. I think the Penn State uh, the offensive scheme at Penn State is incredibly similar to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, in 2020. So. Uh, that 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 would be an interesting fit for us. Again, if we go running back, like we mentioned uh, previously, we could we could get Michael Carter in there, who's um, a product of a wide zone scheme at, at North Carolina, um, and so that wide zone scheme uh, experience is going to translate into the Falcons' offense. And then again, I've spoken about him before, but Larry Roundtree um, out of Missouri is a guy that that I've I've done a lot of research on, and 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 uh, you know I've kind of experienced him. Um, In, in, in person, I've seen him play before. Um, and so he's a, he's a, he's a really good fit for our, um, offensive scheme. Um, you know, his, his head coach comes right from, uh, app state and, uh, Arthur Smith drafted Darrington Evans out of app state. Um, and and app state was one of the uh, highest users of the, I'm not sure if users is a word. I, I believe it is. Um, but they were, um, they used the wide zone scheme a ton last year. So, he would be a good fit. Um, you know, his film's really impressive. Um, so this is kind of a good sweet spot for for an offensive lineman or uh, or a running back threat. Um again, they can go they can go safety if they don't go safety earlier. Um, though safety in the fifth doesn't always work out very well. Um, but there's a couple names out there. Uh I know they, they could go Tariq Thompson, who tested horrifically bad, but uh, his head coach is, um, our secondary coach's brother, I believe. Um, and then his son, uh, John Hoke's son is their defensive backs coach at San Diego state. So a bunch of connections there, a uh, couple guys that I'll just throw out. Um, so Thompson, Roundtree, uh, Medit, uh, and and Carter, um, but a lot of, a lot of avenues to go at at this pick. Nice.
0: Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I don't know too much about Roundtree, but I I know you've uh, you've spoken very highly of him. But um, yeah, so Kenny, what do you got for us?
3: A guy I'd like to see us attack in this area is Ben Cleveland from Georgia. Oh, let's go! Big big ugly, big ugly, like that. Yeah, the biggest ugly. <laughs> I mean not in terms of size. <laughs> but man, getting Ben Cleveland on this line, he just adds a whole new dimension. 6'6", six, six, 340 plus, like we need we could use that kind of power he brings. So, I would really like to see that addition if he's here. Couple other names. Um, I think that Dalen Hayes might be thro- floating around there Ooh! around this time. So, Dalen Hayes, another high athletic edge that could possibly be there, a raw guy that we can bring in and kind of ease into the fold. Um, wide receiver, a guy that I'm higher on than most would be Seth Williams out of Auburn. I think this is the fourth round. I think that's where I'd be real happy taking him. I think he he his route tree, a lot of his work comes over the middle, kind of like what Arthur Smith will ask out of his receivers. And he does have some concentration lapses at times, but I think he's got the size skill to be an X receiver, not to mention that he competes his ass off when he's run blocking out there. So mm-hmm. I think that he could potentially find a role. Um, real quick, I think this is the area where I'd be most comfortable taking another quarterback if we don't do it at four.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I think that if you were to look at Trask, Mond, Mills, I don't think they'll be around in this, in this slot right here in the fourth round, but that's about where I think their value is for us. So if okay. we are going to take a quarterback and we miss out on one at four or we choose not to go that route then this early day 3 is when i like to see us grab a high upside guy to stash behind Matt for a year. Yeah, i agree.
0: Those are a uh, a bunch of other new names and like you said um the QB um could could be potentially here as well. Um so my fourth round guys um i like i like a lot of the guys Mark was saying um with nose tackle um I, Cam does so much damn research, man, that with fits that I, uh, man, I can't keep track But guys that, that makes sense, right? That fits schemes <laughs> and that we've actually visited with. So, uh, he does a good job there. Um, but yeah, Devon Diablo, he was a guy that I liked a lot. Uh, Thomas Graham kind of caught my eye too, um, at the senior bowl He's kind of super physical and man, um, I think we're going to play a lot of man under peas just the way, uh, he manufactures and stuff. Um, so Thomas Graham would be a nice little nickel corner. Uh Trey, I think Trey Sermon, this is about where he's gonna go. I think. I'm not I'm not sure. Running back, you never know with running backs because there could be a run. Uh I've heard high things on Trey Sermon, I've heard low things. Um, but I, I, I do like him there. Um but yeah, Frank Darby is a receiver that I absolutely love. Uh super, super raw, super raw. Um, his route running is is questionable at best, but um, I would think Julio would take him under his wing and really, uh, really work wonders with him. He's got the size. He's aggressive at the catch point. Uh, really, really good run blocker. Uh, you just you can't teach the size. And I'm super intrigued. Uh, just just by uh, his aggressiveness, right? Um, so I, th- I think he would be a good little fit um just for a developmental receiver and kind of give you that uh that little jump ball effort he's like he's he's dk Metcalf white i'm not saying he's going to be dk but he's that style he's that style of receiver that uh he's probably only ever going to run about four routes for you but they're all going to be deep and he's got the deep speed
1: for it right um
0: so khalil hilbert too i actually like him
1: and I was gonna say this is a great spot for a wide receiver in my opinion, because this class is just so freaking deep. Like, there's so many yeah, guys yeah, at this spot yeah. you could take. So, and it's
0: it's it's one of those things. We, like last year's uh, running back class and receiver class was so deep. I don't even think we got a running back or a receiver last year, which is so bad, right? Um, but yeah, but uh, I think receivers really good here. Uh, Khalil H- H- Herbert, sorry, is uh, is a really good fit on the on the outside zone stuff. Really hits uh, hits the edge and is able to create on his own. So uh, he, he'd be a nice little fit. Um, I like Cade Stearns a little bit. I think he's more of a developmental guy. Uh, but we need safeties in that room. And Dalen Hayes, I'm going to go to bat for that guy every time. I was reading that um, he's had a little bit of shoulder problems. So I might drop him down a bit. So maybe he slips to the fifth. But, um, yeah, he's, he's another guy that I that I like a lot. And uh, Cameron Bynum from California, he was a guy, another guy at the Senior Bowl that really caught my eye. He Really aggressive, um, really physical. Yeah, like, he, he kind of changed of pace. His hip rotations were really, really good. Uh, just a guy that I enjoyed watching. And, um, yeah, yeah, I think he'd be a really good fit in this fourth round. And, Like I said, uh, like DBs, we're we're not going to get enough of. So I I think all the way you could see them get two in this one, right? Uh, And maybe even a third in the safety. So um, you don't know. But uh, fifth round, guys, this is the, the home run stretch. Tough one. We're going to be really de- digging here. I don't know. You want to round table it? I'll, th- I'll throw out a couple names. You guys can throw out a couple names, but I like Tay Gowan. I know Cam's done a little bit of work on that. Me and him were talking about him the other day. Um, Trey Norwood is another guy that, that I enjoyed. Um, running backs. Anybody got a fifth round running backs?
3: Yeah, I got a couple. What so, um, Ramondre Stevenson out of Oklahoma is one of the yeah. two power backs yeah. in this draft um yep. he's got some baggage so i could see him being around at this point
1: mm-hmm.
0: and
3: um another guy who's kind of like the polar opposite of him it's funny um Dimitri felton out of ucla oh offers yeah, a lot, yeah offers a lot as a receiver out of the backfield and then um i don't know if we touched on jamar jefferson or not but he's a burner who i could see going around this time as well so yeah a lot yeah. of a lot of running back value in this round right here yeah, yeah for I, sure
1: I was just going to say, yeah, there's there's a bunch of guys in this round that I think would be really interesting options. Uh, Dokes out of Cincinnati, I'm a pretty big fan of. Javien Hawkins, Kylan Hill, Jared Patterson, um, Elijah Mitchell, Kenny Wingu. I mean, there's like so many guys in this range. And some of these guys, like Wengu, they, they have a lot of special teams upside as well. So... I feel like this is a pretty good range to get a running back, especially with the extra picks that you have. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of a lot of those names that you threw out there as well.
0: Yeah, yeah you, Kenny, you did a really good job there, but, uh, what about safeties? We got safety fifth round safeties. I know uh, Demar Hamlin was a guy that I liked. I think he's about this range. I'm not touching Paris Ford. I think he goes undrafted. That's that's my off the opinion board. on that. Harris yeah, Off he, the board, Ford. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's just his angling, his tackling, angling. Ah, oh, so bad. Tariq Thompson. I know we talked with um, from San Diego State. I know Cam. Uh, I think I think Cam talked to him on Instagram and
3: mm-hmm. said
0: that Atlanta was a little bit interested in him as well. Um, I think Derek Forrest was another guy Cam talked to, and he yeah, said that yeah, Atlanta was interested. Him. Derek Forrest
3: is a heck of an athlete. I yeah. I'd I like him here.
1: Sure. I, really. I did too. He was the name I was going to throw out. He's the one guy in this range I'd probably circle and have uh, pretty high on my list. of... of yeah,
2: up. I was going to throw this
3: this, is, as well. go ahead, again.
2: Yeah, so, so I, we've all, done, I think we all have a, a substantial amount of interest in Forrest. Uh, I spoke with him. Uh, and he said that the Falcons showed a lot of interest uh, with him or showed a lot of interest in him um, and spoke with him um, prior to his pro day and then a lot after his pro day. So, you know, definitely a lot of uh, interest in a guy like Forrest. Uh, he fits the, the, the safety mold. Um, so play in the box. Uh, he can play cover two, cover one. I, I wouldn't want him at single high uh, on a consistent level, but. He's a good safety, nonetheless, um, and, and that's probably why you'll find him in the in the fourth to fifth type of range. Um, so he's a good guy. Obviously, Thompson, uh, he might be in this range as well because he tested really, really bad, um, and you know, he's his film's okay. Uh, he's he's not a he's not a great football player, but but he's a really good fit. Um, kind of one of those developmental guys. So you know, for the sake of safeties, I, yeah, I'd say Tariq Thompson and Derek Forrest are two really good fits.
0: Just, just, one quick uh, thing before we move on to the next position, safeties. Um, Paris Ford is he? Because we, I see him on like a lot of Falcons fans mock drafts. Is he uh, for consensus for all of us? Is he off of all your guys' board?
2: Yeah. No.
1: But
0: like, he... you're not touching him seventh round, like seventh
1: round, would you take him? No, yeah, I have him as a seventh round guy. I would I think there was enough there to people
2: least... I was doing three sixties. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Lance Zerline was saying mm-hmm. that he had people on the ground saying that on his like on his like agility drills. He was doing like complete three sixties when he was touching the line and it was like they would never so
2: seen fair. it before. That's so That's what you what know, like, like, a... oh, man,
0: I don't know. I don't know about him. I seen people taking him in the fourth, and I'm like, just just come and watch Atlanta land on air. We'll guide you in the right way here. We'll
1: get you a safety. <laughs> yeah. I, I do think I do think there's enough like personality slash character stuff going on there with and with how bad he tested. I I, I would guess he goes undrafted. Yeah. But like, I, I don't know, like if you if you still believed in him, he'd probably be worth a seventh round flyer just to secure him for camp. Right. So, yeah, I, I
0: got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I just wanted to see because he was a guy that I um, Falcons where I've seen a lot of mock drafts, not like you, you can like him. But um, I I just think a lot of people should know, like along with his uh, his angling towards balls or is just absolutely I, I don't know, man. He's almost like a undersized linebacker the way he comes from the, the third there. And yeah, uh, tries to I make a play. <laughs> yeah, but uh, one thing we didn't touch on today a little bit was linebackers. Fifth rounds, like we don't we don't necessarily need one, but I, I could see us in the fifth round touching on some. Anybody got some names? I got um, you know Patty Fisher from Northwestern. I know Atlanta's got uh, a little bit of interest in him. KJ Britt, uh, he was another guy we showed interest in. Tough Borland, I'm not going to touch ever. Like I'm I'm Ohio State
1: fan. Uh, well,
0: here, I'll, I'll just Watch say him before I... run cover three. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. oh
1: yeah. No, I'm with you, but I'll say KJ Britt is a guy that um, I thought had a really good senior bowl. He's a really good leader on the field, decent athlete. He's just like a run and hit guy. So as a depth piece, uh, I think he fits a lot of what the Falcons would want. Um, Nick Neiman, he tested really well, has underrated tape as well. I don't know where he's going to go. He may have gone before this, uh, mm-hmm. like in the fifth round, he may go fourth or maybe even third. I'm not even sure. It's, it's hard to peg where he's going to go. But if he lasts for a while, he's another guy that I think would fit in really well as as a nice linebacker depth piece.
2: I want to yeah. add something on, uh, on, on KJ Britt. Um, and, you know, I've, I've, I've been pushing a lot of the connections because I think it's really important to have connections, especially in this draft era where, uh, you know, teams are relying more on more, on, on people with uh, experience around these guys and stuff like that. And so there is a bit of a connection with KJ Britt. Um, Frank Bush, who's our linebackers coach now, I believe, worked with a guy um, in what was then St. Louis for the Rams uh, in 2016, who's now a, uh, an analyst at, at Auburn. So there's some some familiarity there. Um, I haven't done a ton of work on, on the linebackers, um, but – you know, uh, an outside linebacker, uh, maybe, if, if, if that works. Um, it would be, you know, like a guy like Malcolm Koontz from, from Buffalo. Um, I've done some work on him. Uh, he's also got some connections to the Falcons, and he's kind of in that range where uh, the team has shown interest in that 3-4 outside linebacker type thing, like Charles Snowden. I know they, they have interest in him. Uh, and there's a couple other guys, but he fits that profile. Um, but he's, he, you know, he's not an inside linebacker, but... Technically, he is a linebacker, so he's one of those guys. And then there's that that obvious fit with with KJ bray as well.
0: What about you, Kenny? You got you got a linebacker for us that you like here? All right, Kenny. <laughs> no, but uh,
3: okay. Kenny, did you show up? I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay. Sorry, you, got, you got a linebacker
0: for us or no? I
3: do have a linebacker. What do you got? Buddy Johnson, Texas A&M, solid gotcha, thumper, gotcha. good athletic profile. Um this is around the range where these kind of one trait linebackers start to come off the board, meaning, meaning that, you know, like he's going to be a run stuffer at the next level. So, but I like Mm -hmm. buddy Johnson. I think that, um, he's not going to add much as far as pass rush goes. He's not going to, you know, give you any great coverage ability, but he's going to stand there. He's going to look big and intimidating and he's going to tackle some running backs. (laughs) In in this range, that's all I'm asking for. Um, Real quick, one guy. I don't want to go back to safeties and take too long, but I think it's worth mentioning the name Jamie and Sherwood out of Auburn because we have had connections to him. So he's got the longest wingspan out of all DBs. Go by the way, like almost an alien. I think it's pushing eighty-two inch wingspan. So wow, yeah, <laughs> he's got
2: 33 and a half inch arms. I think, Jesus,
3: yeah. What?
0: Um, how about edges? This is, a, this is another good spot. Like if I was double dipping edges, I'd probably grab one around the fifth or sixth. Um, I like uh, I like William Bradley King. I'm not gonna go on him. I think I've almost talked about him every single pod that I've been on here. But uh, Teron Jackson, coastal Carolina kid, uh, famously was the one that uh, literally beat up um, Zach Wilson after the play after he threw a pick. So I kind of like him for that. But uh, Shaka Tony too, he's kind of that three four outside linebacker. Rumpf from Duke, What what do you guys like?
3: I mean, for me personally, you kind of just touched on the last names I would draft. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't I haven't done in-depth research into any six or seven edge rushers, but I really like Shaka Tony, I like Teron Jackson. Those are some guys I'd be looking to grab. Here.
1: Yeah, for me, it, it, again, these are some guys that may not make it this far, um, but it's just kind of hard to peg where they're going to go. But a Patrick yep. Jones from pittsburgh yeah. uh joshua Kendo, who we have some connections to with the img academy he's just a freak with his traits his tape is not super great he's had some injury problems um so he could fall here but he with his traits just size length athletic traits he, i don't know if he makes it that far but he'd be interesting um ellerson smith kind of an interesting hybrid guy um plays really soft on tape but he's got some traits and some skills And Jordan Smith, another guy as well uh, that I think is pretty underrated. He may fall into the fourth, fifth-round range, but he would be uh, a really good pickup there as well.
0: Yeah, so uh, edges. Are we done here or
2: what? I've got a couple. I've got got two edges. So you mentioned Chris Rumpf. though I think he's going to go substantially earlier. I'm thinking like late two, early three. I I think the league is a lot higher on him than the media is. Um, I like
0: him, but he's like three twenty-five. He's he, super inconsistent. He
2: has got he's got major Falcons connections. His uh outside linebackers coach is like a defensive assistant on the Falcons uh, on the Falcon staff now. So um that's a that's a big connection. Also yeah. also Kane like Mark said. Um, you know, the IMG connection and uh, the Falcons just hired I think they're director of like sports medicine or something. And, and I think those guys spend a lot more time with the players than, than people actually believe. Um, mm-hmm. they do a lot of time studying the guys too. So he, uh, yeah. our, our, uh, our, uh, I think, I think he, he joined the Falcons in the same position, uh, as the sports medicine guy for us, but a couple connections there. Um, Ruff is a good fit. Uh, and then Kano's also a really good fit for us. Um, it's kind of hard to predict uh, or, or match these guys because you know predicting the, um, the value for these type of guys is nearly impossible, but uh, just for the sake, I'll go Kando and, uh, and Rumpf as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like um, I think the biggest point of this pod was supposed to... We're just supposed to give you guys names. Um, I know everybody uh, is like, oh, you want to go more in-depth. We're going to go more in-depth. I know uh, when this draft class is all set and done next Saturday... Um, I'll be doing a lot of research I think um, land on air as a whole we're going to take a little break uh, allow ourselves to do uh, extensive research on these guys and, and, and actually give you a formal uh, really good um, how these guys are going to win with us what their potential role is uh, how long until these guys can be impact guys and um, yeah we just wanted to give you some names some potential guys um, how about Mark why don't, you, uh, why don't you plug your stuff and we'll get up out of here
1: yeah, I mean, I don't really have a lot more to plug other than what we're doing uh, here with Atlanta on air. You can follow me on Twitter at Mark W underscore E one uh, Be prepared. I, <laughs> I I like to get into it with people. Um, I really just do it to have fun I know. And, and be sarcastic. And I, I'm strong with my opinions, um, as as these guys will tell you, I <laughs> I can be. Uh, quite difficult to uh, argue with at the times, but I always have fun doing it, and uh, I I hope people learn something from it. We always find a way to come back together and and have a good time moving forward, and uh, we learn a lot from each other. So if you're if you're cool with me pushing you on your ideas and really really uh, prodding you to make sure you know what you're talking about, then feel free to follow. If that's not your cup of tea, then do us both a favor and and pass on by, <laughs> but uh, but yeah no that's that's really the only thing I have to plug is is my Twitter account so
0: he, uh, he is right man if you if you didn't do your studying Mark will find out
1: <laughs> yep.
3: Yep. he doesn't um, like groupthink either.
1: I was a college <laughs> professor for a while, so I under- I, I, you know, I, am used to pushing people on their ideas to really challenge them and make sure they know what they're talking about. So, <laughs>
0: that's that's why he's at Atlanta on air, man. Uh, you know, there's no groupthink with us. We, uh, you know, if you like, I said, if you could see our group chats, we, we really go at it and uh, force force our convictions and and you know, open open up our minds to everything. But
3: um, Kenny, why don't you plug your stuff? All right, guys, you can always listen to me here at Atlanta On Air. On Twitter, follow me at splits That's Grits with a Z, underscore Blitz with a Z. I'll be firing off draft takes, and um, we're going to have a lot of fun here at Atlanta On Air as the 2021 season winds on. Yes, Sir, Cam, what do you got for us? What do you, I know Cam,
0: I know you're writing. Um, I'm just not sure where you're writing and what you're writing right at this time.
2: Yeah, so... Uh, You can find me on the Falcons Wire. Uh, It's a USA Today affiliate. Uh, On Instagram, I'm Atlanta Fanatics, And then Twitter, Marino NFL. Um, You will never find me talking about salary cap with Mark because I will never win. Uh, (laughs) But uh, I I, I think it's a good follow. We can have a lot of discussion. Uh, I'm always an open-minded guy. Uh, You can find me on Atlanta on Air, as always. I think I'm... Working on a pod for you guys soon. Dropping a solo pod uh, in what I think is the next couple days. Um, but uh, I had fun talking today, guys. Uh, a lot of names for you guys. Uh, I think we probably got about twenty guys in here for you. Um, maybe a little bit less. But Adam, plug your stuff, and then we'll uh, head out of here.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't got much, man. Uh, Atlanta on Air is my baby, our baby. Created this thing for everybody. Uh, my Twitter, Damsky32. Go ahead and follow me. Um, enjoy the draft, guys, for, you know, all the picks. Um, just enjoy it. Uh, this is our team. Let's, uh, let's all come together and let's, uh, you know, have a great draft. Mm-hmm. And then you'll hear from us, uh, I want to say, maybe the middle of next week because uh, I know I plan on doing a lot of research and jumping on the Discord with these guys and uh, really nail- nailing uh, these positional guys for us that uh, we're going to draft. And, you know. Hopefully, uh, it turns out the way everybody wants it to turn
3: out. <laughs> yeah. Happy draft and, grade, guys. Yes, sir. All it's right, crazy. Guys. The next time you guys hear from us, we're probably going to be doing draft grades. So, be ready for that. Yeah, yes, that's exactly
0: fun. it. That's it. All right, guys. Well, as a pl- it was a pleasure. And see you later.